Women Taking the Lead, episode 55. We're often motivated by pain that we're unaware of even sometimes. You know, we, we're trying to be as successful as we can to, to run away almost from the thing that we don't want to look at. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. This episode is sponsored by Luma Coaching. Want some support to get your dreams off the ground? Go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Angie Swartz, the founder of Life Purpose Advisor. She's a life coach and an executive business coach. Angie's mission is to empower people to find their life purpose and to improve personal mastery through knowing themselves, incorporating daily practices, and transforming their bodies. She believes that we all know our life purpose but can't recognize it until the time it's right in our lives. Okay, Angie, that's a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Oh, that's a big story. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jody, for having me on today. Um, I grew up in a very small town in southern Ohio with about 7,000 people, um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. So close to Kentucky and close to West Virginia. People say, well, what's it close to? And it's kind of like, well... Nothing. It's not really close to anything. So it's between Athens, Ohio and Cincinnati, but really in the middle of nowhere. And there at the time, there's a little more now, but at the time there was very uh, little, little jobs, little industry there and high unemployment and lots of people that were on uh, welfare and public assistance. And my parents were, my mother and my stepfather, my parents were divorced and my mother and my stepfather were paramedics. Um when I was smaller and my father started out his career as a teacher and then he worked for the state of Ohio as uh, a counselor for emotionally uh, and, and mentally or physically handicapped people. So comparing that to what I've done with my career, there was really nobody around me that worked in business at all. Wow. So, so, and I've talked about this in my first episode that it's really tough to bridge the gap when you don't have some, like a mentor or a model to look up to, to help guide you right in, into that career path. For sure. And it's, and it's a strange thing. Like I think about this, or used to think about this often, like I didn't have anybody around me going, you're going to go to college. You have to get great grades. You got to work really hard to get into this school. That just wasn't really around me a whole lot. It wasn't that anyone was anti-college, but my parents were pretty busy with their own lives. Both of my parents are remarried for the third time. Um, so there was a lot of change and has been a lot of change in my life going on all the time. Not to say that they weren't supportive, but um, it was very different than having parents that went to Ivy League schools and had been on that kind of a path. So I was very self-motivated, put myself through college. Uh, both of my parents and my step-parents were very, you know, rah-rah, 
go Angie kind of thing. Um, but as far as having someone showing me the, the way and lighting a torch, go this way, step here, avoid this, um, avoid this quicksand, those kinds of things that really didn't exist at that point in time. Wow. But you've definitely had success in your life since then. You've gained confidence. You know, we're going to fill in the gaps as we go along. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Well, I don't know if confidence was ever, you know, ever a thing that that didn't travel with me. I think I've been really lucky about that. Um, of course, there are always times when all of us feel uh, less worthy than other times. But for me, I think to answer your question out of playing small, small moment, for me, I'm constantly growing and changing as a person. Um, I'm a person who seeks new stimul stimulus and new friendships. And I'm not generally somebody who likes to talk about what I would consider surface level things. And I don't mean to say that in a derogatory way that there's any bad, anything bad about uh, those, these things I'm going to mention. This is more about me, but I'm not really someone that likes to talk about sports or soap operas or what's on the current mag front of current pop magazines or shopping. Those types of things are just not my thing. Um, I'm, I've always been more of a, a deep person, fast evolving, a big life learner, interested in raising consciousness and helping people grow. And, and a lot of people just aren't like that, particularly when you're at a younger age. And I think when I was younger, I, I didn't really understand all those things about myself at the time, but I've always been that way. And I think because of those things, oftentimes people couldn't relate to me. I've always had a lot of friendships and a lot of people around me, but um, there have been times when relationships have, have ended and come to a natural end, and I don't think I really understood those things. So before I clearly understood who I am at the core, I would take it personally and maybe get my feelings hurt when friendships would wane. And this would cause me to become more needy or uncertain about my uncertain about myself or my own skills. And I've experienced this in my life and in business. And as a result, I would shrink to try to fit in better. And I think this is not right for me and it's not right for anybody else. And so what I mean by shrink is feel like uh, being the bigger version of myself is too overpowering or too much for those around me so that I shouldn't shine my light. I shouldn't be that full version of myself because it doesn't fit in well with the people around me. When in fact, um, what I know now is that I just have a different purpose in my life than some other folks. Um, does that make sense and answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. I think we've all experienced that at one time or another where whatever our thing is, right, however we go through the world, we end up in an environment or surrounded by people who look at the world differently, right? And when we express ourselves, what we find is we come up against conflict, right? And it's hard to connect. And so, and I know I've done this myself and I know other friends have as well, where we compromise who we are in essence, shrink ourselves, right? Make ourselves smaller to try to fit in better to the environment. And then we end up being miserable. 
as a result of it. And we, we still can't connect with those around us. We're getting along with those around us, but we're not connecting with them. And it's very unsatisfying. And it is incredibly freeing when you just realize like, okay, I'm just a different, I look at the world differently than some of these people. Right. Right. And, and I think a big realization with me for, for me personally was um, that there would be times where I felt disappointed in myself because I felt like I wasn't measuring up or fitting in with a particular group of people because it didn't feel like it was working for me. And what I realized is that I'm highly intuitive. I, I have the ability to to really be in touch with how someone else is feeling. And and the other big realization was that it may not be that the people around me are even aware of how I'm feeling, but um, that I'm the one that's dissatisfied in the relationship, not so much them. Yes. And how have you, knowing what, what you know now, like how have you changed things? Well, I think it's given me the ability to have much more acceptance of people around me for who they are and for relationships that, that for what they are. So different relationships serve different purposes in our lives. Um, and some are going to be deeper and some are going to be more surface level to use that word again. And mm -hmm. I think I'm more, we're going to talk about this, I think in, in your next question, but I'm more discriminating about my choices of how I spend my time and who I want to spend them with. Ooh, let's go there. Okay. So now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took that led to your success. Okay. So I used to not like the idea of choosing. Like I thought that I didn't need to and that I could do everything at the same time. And I had had great success with being able to do that for many, many years. I was aware that some people needed to have priorities and make choices, but I had always been able to juggle so many things that I just thought that that didn't apply to me. And even saying that now, it kind of makes me laugh and chuckle because it seems so funny. But um, but the wake up call came kind of, uh, not kind of, it did come for me in around 2008, 2009, when my daughter was three and a half, a whole bunch of things came to help bring a message into my life. So I separated from my then husband. My father had kidney cancer, which thankfully was, was all contained and he's fine now. Um, my mother had a stroke at age 60 and she's recovering well now as well. Um, I owned two rental properties that started having some serious issues in another state. I started a new business. I started a new relationship. And over the course of the next four years, I started to realize that um, I could juggle all of these things on the surface level, but it, that it really didn't allow me to go deeper in my life and it wasn't allowing me to grow. And I was ready and looking for something more. So at that point in time, I started to realize like, what's the point of uh, being able to handle, you know, 6 million things in your life at the same time? Um, and so after looking and searching for the right mentor for myself and going through a series of them, I met a, a spiritual teacher and a counselor who became my mentor, and she's still uh, one of my mentors. And so for a year, I met with her almost weekly to address and clean up any of my own issues that were in the way for me to step up to a bigger version of myself. And this was difficult to deep, intensive work, um, which was very painful and uh, I think a lot of people m maybe wouldn't choose that path because it's not the 
obvious one that we take, you know, to, to stop our lives, put everything on hold and cause ourselves to go through deep pain in order to grow. But I have to say it was one of the best investments in myself that I've ever done. And I just knew that I had to keep going back for more. And that if I was going to live the kind of life that I wanted to leave, live, I had to keep digging and keep, you know, pulling the band-aids off of wounds that had been there my whole life and really take a flashlight and look deeply at what was there. And for the last and final time, hopefully, um, get to the core of the things that were bothering me. And, you know, we all have these things in our lives and some of us address them and some of us don't. So we did lots and lots of work together with many modalities. And after a year, I I can continue to see her individually, but I also joined her spiritual teacher's training program, which escalated my training and my advancement to an even deeper level. And over this time, I've addressed deep childhood issues, healing from divorce, from my own divorce and from my parents' various divorces, insecurities, identified my own soul's calling, step up to, stepped up to my greater work and much, much more. Um, I also joined a church to, to start contributing and I started teaching classes there and became a prayer chaplain and I can cont- contribute to give through, uh, because I believe service is a big part of being a bigger version of ourself. So that's a long answer, but, um, <laughs> that, that, that's what happened. It's a great answer. Cause what I'm hearing you're saying, it was, uh, this wake up call wasn't like a pebble that caused a ripple on the surface of the water. Like you threw a boulder in the middle of a lake right? and it caused like waves that have rippled out in your life. Like the amount of change you've experienced since you realized you can't do it all without putting your own growth on hold. Well, and and because your show is about women taking the lead, like I've worked with successful women um and coached work in my corporate career because my background that we didn't talk about is I have a CPA license and an MBA and I worked in the corporate world like you for many years for five of the world's biggest companies. Um, so I've worked with a lot of we- successful women over the years and men. It's not true for just women, but you know, those of us that are on the fast track to success, we're often motivated by uh, pain that we're unaware of even sometimes. You know, we, we're trying to be as successful as we can to, to run away almost from the thing that we don't want to look at. Um, and and that's, a, that's a tough statement to hear sometimes, but... Um, there's, there's two different kinds of success in my mind. You know, there's success because we're going as fast as we can and we don't really know why. And then there's the success that's more authentically based around who you are and the message you bring to the world. That is the wisdom from your heart that you're here to share with the world. Mm, That's beautiful. And you know, it's a, it's a great segue because you were a leader Um, in your industry. And, you know, with my show, I want everyone to get that there is no one way to lead. I think sometimes when we get off track is when we're trying to model ourselves after somebody else, but they have different, different personality style. They have different experiences and ways that they go about things. We're all different and we're going to lead differently. So Angie, how would you describe your leadership style? 
Well, I, I think how I lead today and how I led in the corporate world have similarities, but they're distinctly different. Um, so the, my leadership style is leading by example through showing possibilities so that clients or groups that I'm working with can solve their own problems. And I also like to lead by forming communities so that people can mentor each other. And then I'm also interested in shining a light on a higher purpose for every event and problem that shows up in one's life um, so that we can learn from those things. Because my belief system is that divine right action is always at purpose, is always at play in our lives and that, that everything is perfect around us. So there's no mistakes for the things that show up in our lives, nor do we make any mistakes. Um, so being able to look at the things that show up that are sometimes joyful, but also sometimes unpleasant and saying, why is this here? What's the message? What's, what am I supposed to do with it? I've realized it's painful, but let me set that aside for a moment and see how I can grow from it is, is a, a big part of my leadership style. That is really great because, you know, what just popped in my mind is we're creative beings. And if we can take a difficult situation and apply some creativity to it, right? Like, what is the purpose of this? What can I do with this? How can I learn and grow from this experience? Then you can put positive on it, like, and make it purposeful, even when it first appears to not. Because I think sometimes that's our first reaction. Like, what is the meaning of this? Like, right, right. And like, it ha- like, it has none. And I'm so glad that you mentioned creativity because it's so important in our coaching process and our lives in general. Like we tend to think that creativity might have been for us when we were younger, but um, you've probably seen or many of your listeners too have seen that um, coloring books for adults are all the rage right now. But um, in, in, uh, in my coaching practice and my mentors practice, like we've been using mandalas as a, as a tool for processing through problems for, for years. And it's not the, the act of actually, Hey, here's a pretty picture. Let me color it. It's not just that it's the, let my higher self speak to me through a different language, which might be color, um, or pictures or song. So creativity is much more important than we give it credit for sometime. Yeah. And I think we're craving it because I think that's why right now those paint nights are becoming all the rage. Right. And, and in my community, there's a, um, a business flower shop, although it's bigger than just a flower shop. It's actually multiple, it's a big business, but they do nights like that, but it's creating, um, bouquets. It's like you have wine and you create a bouquet and, and they're huge. And I think because that's what we're craving and we're missing in our lives is like those outlets for creativity, whatever, you know, whatever form or shape it takes. I think these are just obvious outlets that we can take advantage of. Wouldn't it be nice if we could do that together somehow on, on um, Google Hangouts or or Blab, we could have a leader in there teaching (laughs) us how to do a floral arrangement. I look forward to the day when we can do that together, Jody. Yes, that would be fun. They'll just have to send a shopping list of which flowers you need to buy. Right. Or or ship it to us straight from Amazon. Sign up for the class and this will show up at your door and set aside this time. And All right. For those entrepreneurs who are listening to the show, there you have it. It's an idea. You can run with it and then get Angie and I to sign up. Right. We'll be your, <laughs> we'll be your first two customers and we'll tell two friends and they'll two t- tell two friends and you'll be on your way. 
Awesome. All right, Angie, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that helps to make you a better leader? I do daily energy work and meditation in the mornings that I every day I work on setting my intentions for the day and clearing my own mind and my own field of anything that's left over from the prior day, anything that's come up for me to get that out of the way. Start the day strong. And for, you know, for anyone that's listening, anybody can start with that. You know, we make mindfulness and meditation this really big behemoth of a thing that seems um, that seems intimidating, but you can start mindfulness by just putting like three little reminders in your calendar to stop and breathe for two minutes. And that's a beginning. Mm. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Anything that helps her know herself better is going to be something that's worth reading. So I would start with right now the book that's kind of hot on everybody's bookshelf, Strength Finders 2.0, and take that's, you know, less than $20 and it comes with a little uh, coupon code in the back so you can take their online assessment and see what your top five strengths are. And then I'd also recommend Susan Piver's new book, Start Here Now. Ooh, that's awesome. Yes. And we just had a strengths coach on the show too. So this is, this is, you know, I love when things come up repeatedly within a, a small time frame. It means it's something we all need to be paying attention to. Synchronicity. That's right. All right, Angie, knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Um, you know, I would bring spirituality into my life sooner and I'd be kinder and more understanding of others. All right. Now, and I know you're, you're going to have a good one. Share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Mm, mm. I thought long and hard about this one for you, but I think my favorite mantra right now is a Sanskrit mantra called, and it's Om Mani Padmi Um, um, and I'll send that to you so you can put it in your show notes, but yeah. it's from, uh, it's a, it's a mantra meditation and it's related to the Lotus and they call it an inner tuning. And this is Louise Hay's interpretation of it, but compassion arises as I honor the potential of awakening within each of us with the understanding that we are all one human family, brothers and sisters helping each other on the path to enlightenment. All right, Angie, lastly, what is the best way for those who are listening to connect with you? You can connect with me at lifepurposeadvisor.com. And I would love for you to come listen to my podcast, the Life Purpose Advisor podcast at lifepurposeadvisor.com forward slash iTunes. Um, and I have a couple fun things that I'm working on. Do we have a minute just to mention those? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So I am working on some really fun projects and I'm getting ready to add a mini series to my podcast about little mini lessons that are free about how to find your life purpose. There'll be just little short, probably three to five minute lessons that I'm recording now that'll get added in a few months, maybe sooner than that. And then I'm also working on a new business that just came out of a, a person that I met about eight years ago, contacted me. So I'm working on a new arm to my business called Launch Your Purpose. And it's for folks that have stepped up to their life purpose, but now want to turn that into a business. So I'm really excited about both those things. Ooh, that's very cool. And we'll have all of that stuff in the show notes as well so that people can find it easily. 
And for those listening, you can find all of these resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. Angie, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.